woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the podcast of the beast, for it is a human podcast. That podcast is Goolin Globlin Theater. <laughs> I left alone. My mind was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? Can I believe that what I saw that night was real and not just fantasy? Just what I saw in my old dreams were they reflections of my world man staring back at me? Cause in my dreams it's always there! evil face that twists my mind and brings me to despair. Yeah! Welcome back, everybody. And I gotta, I got, I just gotta throw it out there. I gotta put out the old Michael P.S. Hayes PSA. If you're suffering from Rucker Howard withdrawals, rest easy. Because you all? can just go fucking listen to those episodes over again. Yeah. They'll never be deleted. But also, uh, the other perfect cure besides ivermectin, it's Schlocktober. Schlocktober. We celebrate evil all month long. Mm. And evil. Oh, my God. We started out with one of the most evil tippy taps ever, Forever Night, which apparently is hot with the 50-plus-year-old crowd. <laughs> yeah, man. MILFs are loving it. MILFs are just dying. I mean, the letters we've been getting are more explicit than the letters we've read before. I don't even... Ugh. Like, I can get through three sentences. I, I kind of get it because we are sex gods. I mean, we can't help that. That's just mm-hmm, how we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we just exude sexuality from our voices. I mean... This is true. I mean, I, I, I don't know how I was going to bring this up. I was telling you, a big contingent of our listeners want us... And this is serious. I'm not even joking about this. They want us to do an erotic thriller. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I was like, I kind like I said, it makes sense, kind of, but wouldn't it be a little weird, like I don't know, like two guys doing a erotic thriller together? I mean, no, we'll perfect. I mean, we're already the perfect uh, orders of movies, so we'll kill it. Okay, All I right, wonder just, what what erotic thrillers are out. I don't, even I don't know. know. This I don't watch it. I don't either. But I'm Pe- sure we'll get. People Many. are missing out because, well, actually, no, by now they would have heard it because we talked about Anne Rice, who is the greatest erotic <laughs> vampire novelist of all time. Yeah. And we talked a lot about that. We remembered one name from that book, Legault, right? Legault. <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, we already fucked it up. Lestat. Lestat. Vampire yeah. Lestat. He got his own book. Yeah, and they never made a movie for that book. That was the weird thing. They just went right over that one to the last book. Can we just agree that Tom Cruise is a terrible vampire? Yeah. He's too small. Vampires gotta be tall, right? I, I guess. I don't know. That's why that near dark movie is so awful. There's too many short <laughs> vampires. <laughs> You'd never want to see a midget vampire would be your worst nightmare. That's why Chippendale dancers are usually vampires. They work at night, they're sexy, their bodies never fail, they're always over six feet tall. So what, we could never be vampires either? Is that what you're saying? I don't like vampires, by the way. I think they're a little too 
No. Fruity for me. We couldn't be. We would be vampire hunters. Yeah. Like Steve James, our hero. <laughs> was he a vampire hunter? He was a street I, hunter. He was, was he hunting vampires, though? I thought he was the hunting the supernaturals. No. And his combat van. Well, well, Red Brown sometimes can be considered supernatural. <laughs> he kill, well, by the way, he kills werewolves. In my heart, he is supernatural. Yeah. The Red Brown. Murray, it's been so long. We haven't had any personal stories. Do you have any personal tales we need to talk about here? Aside from, wow, whenever we have Jack on, our po- we just lose power. <laughs> yeah. I lost power two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's like some force is conspiring to keep him off. Even though he's our most popular guest we ever had. Yeah, by first week number. We, I mean, are we kind of subconsciously doing it? We're kind of subconsciously jealous that he's kind of like, in a way, bigger than us. That might be it. He's got better background on all the stuff. He's got fucking he great. He's got great one-liners. He throws in there. He can punch up any sentence. Like he just sounds so. Well, he's a professional writer, of course he does. Exactly. Yeah. And here I am trying to remember Legault. Yeah. Like we're not we're not good. We're not worthy of him. But yet yeah. he comes on. Stewart, same same story. Just all of our guests. I told you the last time, last episode. We have an amazing... Not only are we talented, we have an amazing ability to find talent. We haven't had a, sh- a shitty guest yet. <laughs> I like that it's like, we can't just shine a light on our guests. We have to make it about us again. Well, yeah, it's our show. <laughs> it's true. I'm just uh, saying. Murray, oh, man. So here I was down in Toledo going to see a nice AAA baseball game because no one goes to those games. Take a book. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Very solace. Uh, solace? Uh, very- Were you reading an Anne Rice book? Of course I was re I've got to get in the spooky mood, dog. I got to get in that sexual thriller mood. Right. Well, apparently we both do. Yeah. But it's been so long since I've really had like a lot of people around me and not a lot, but I was waiting in line to get the tickets. And now that you were in like COVID mentality, like feeling people creep up on you, it's it's even more alarming. And I I felt it. I felt this old guy getting closer and closer. And he was going from my 6 o'clock around to 3 o'clock. Then he started getting closer until he was at 2 o'clock. And he was facing me. And he's just like, you want a ticket? It's like, sure. Is he the guy from New Year's Evil? Who's your ticket? Ticket. Ticket, ticket please. Ticket. Uh, well, this old guy was just like, yeah, I have all these tickets. And I don't know who to give them to. And so I was like, oh, shit. Is he breathing oh. heavily on you? No. He was breathing like a Spittle normal person. Flying? So... He gives me a ticket, and I'm like, oh, shit. Does this guy think I'm going to sit next to him the whole game? Because that's not happening. No. I'm going to go sit wherever I want. And as we're walking in the gate together, he can't figure out what ticket it is because he's got eight tickets. And so he's trying to hold up one. It's for, like, you know, Sunday's game or whatever. But we get in there, and I'm like, shit, how do I get this guy away from me? He pats me on the back says, have a good whatever. And then he disappeared. He fucking shooed me away. Yeah, he's like, nerd. He didn't want to hear my stories. No. He didn't see me. He saw you had an Anne Rice book, and he's like, I'm not into that pussy-ass vampire shit. That's what, if I had a Remo Williams book with me, (laughs) he'd be like, Sonny boy, come sit down. Which, by the way, I have a Remo Williams book. If you want to read it, you'll get to hear all about what COVID vaccine is about. (laughs) It was written like 40 years ago, but this plan has been in motion for 40 years. 40 years? Vampire, vegetarian vampires are are behind the COVID. The croissants or whatever they were called? Croissants? Croissants. I can't remember what the vampire. Croissants. We were talking. Oh, uh, Carcouche. Carcouche. I know. Go back and listen to Forever Night. We're and not. then remind us. Yeah. Um. So Griff, this movie we're starting off with the sleaze. We're gonna we're gonna tone it down next week, but I just I was like, 
you've never experienced David Hess in your life, right? This is your first like full on. We we touched on it. We got we got the the stench of Hess in Swamp Thing, but he was a very minor character. It was very minor. Ferret, I think his name was in the Ferret. Movie. Yes, it was Ferret, but he still was rapey in that movie. Yes, but he was a PG rapey. Yeah, exactly. This is hard R for rape and rated R. No, yeah, it's rated R for rape. Um, no, I watched my Franco Nero movie with him. But so that was recent. Yeah, that was recently. So you're just you're entering the I'm, realm. Of, I'm only of Hess. recently entering the realm of Hess because he only made a handful of movies. I think he was a rapist in every single one. Of them. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. So I mean, yeah, most people are thinking his most famous one is Last House on the Left, and obviously, the judging by the title of this movie, they're trying to glom onto that by calling it the House on the Edge of the Park. Yeah. And they specifically wanted Hess. According to IMDb, this might be IMDb-S, they gave Hess half of the rights to this movie to, hell- to, him- to have him in in the movie. Oh, wow. I don't okay. know if that's true or not. It sounds kind of like BS. But because they were like, you're the, you're the crown prince of rape. Like, we got to have you in it. Right, right. Like, everybody nowadays is in love with Chris Pratt. They're like, oh, my God, Chris Pratt's so good. He's Guardians of the Galaxy. He's this other guy. He's he's fucking muscular as shit now. He's that cool guy from Parks and Rec. And he's Mario. He's the voice of Mario. I don't get why that's a thing, but that's a thing. I don't get why you went there. What, what do we care about Chris Pratt being Mario? Because I'm just trying to say, this is what we get now for, like, <laughs> our big actors. Yeah, you're not David- going to get... We don't, screen rapists we don't get these fucking amazing villains anymore that are just the sleaziest no, no. motherfuckers. This movie would never be made now, ever. Yeah. It, there's a lot of mixed signals going on here. We're <laughs> going to get into it. Like, It's, it's a very weird movie. Uh, I want for, I want to say right off the bat, I don't condone rape. Oh, please. Yes, let's get that PSA out there. Another Michael PSAs, we don't condone rape. <laughs> But we're going to talk about it a lot because it's a lot happening in this movie. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is a very creepy. We're starting out creepy. We're not. We're not doing fucking Gremlins, people. We're doing some hard horror right off the bat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hard R <laughs> horror because there is a lot of hard rape. But in this there, movie. not only. But this is a very strange movie because. Not only that, we touch on socioeconomic issues. Yes, we like, do. We're like sometimes we're like. Can you make a serial rapist sympathetic? I don't know, because there's some deplorable people throughout this entire movie. Yeah. The Italians loved doing this, because I told you about the Hitcher, where they do the same thing, where it's like, we give you one horrible character, and then we give you a second horrible character, and you almost are like, wait, do I feel sympathy for the first horrible (laughs) character? Yeah, I don't know what's in the water in Italy, but they make the most deplorable movies, like the most disgusting Fuck, I mean, I will say the guy, Ruggiero uh, Diodato, who, who directed this movie, also his most famous movie is Cannibal Holocaust, Ugh. which, don't, sorry guys, we're never going to cover that. No, no, absolutely it's, it's not. It's horrible. Uh, his most famous claim to fame is it was the f- first found footage movie starring Blair Witch. They did it like 50, 20 years earlier. But no, it's 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 got a lot of fucking animal abuse. We're never gonna do that movie. No, that's never. why I don't even I don't even watch cannibal movies because of that. But it's, what's going on with the Italians? And I, I want to point out, I uh, I watched a very interesting documentary on Tubi about Nazi exploitation, which was another Italian thing in the seventies, where it was just movies about Nazis raping and torturing women. Like that was the whole genre. And I put it out there. I'm like. I tested it with our, our, our listeners. I was like, 
is this even too taboo for us? Like, should I? Should we try to do a Nazi exploitation movie? Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. They overwhelmingly <laughs> want us to do it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, Wait, think don't about that it. title by me again. Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted by that title. Yeah, Ilsa. She she did. They did four movies with Ilsa. She was like, a, she, but she was different in every way. She was a communist in one of them. But uh, the first one is she's a Nazi, and it's just about the experiments they did on. And it was I. And there's there's like, you know, women that were. I'm sure this was in real life too. Women that were used as sex slaves for the Nazis and all that shit. God. So it was very sleazy. I'm like, and Italy, by the way, I haven't forgotten. You were part of the Axis of Evil, Italy. Like they <laughs> right. tried like trying to forget. Like, well, we did kill Mussolini. Like Mussolini. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You were a part of it, too. And this is, these movies were just like 30. People who are in these movies remember fucking the Holocaust. And they're like, yeah. Well, it was like, it was like fucking like Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes took place 25 years after the Holocaust. And there was a comedy. About, it, wasn't, it wasn't a concentration camp. It was a prisoner of war camp. But still, there was a comedy. You would never, ever in a million years have anything related to Nazis in comedy now. Right. And it's still, like, on TV, and it's, yeah. like, this charming, like, wholesome kind of show. Even though Bob Crane show. was a super creep, too. Yes, that's right, he was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're not doing this this week, Murray, because we did that five weeks in a row where we had 35-minute intro pieces. <laughs> I think it's right. time. I think I have to put us a trailer yeah, together. Yeah, because it's a classic Italian trailer where it's just sound effects. They're so like, what do we? What do, what stands out that we need to get in here? we got to get Hess saying, let's boogie. <laughs> right. Uh, we probably have to get Ricky and some of his, like, is that true, Alex? <laughs> we got to get some of that in there, I'd we imagine. We got to have some of that totally inappropriate music yeah disco music okay definitely gotta get to some there's so yeah there's so many weird very bizarre movie but yeah without further ado Murray. well let's just without further ado let's throw to this trailer you think we're going to the house on the last house on the left no we're going the next street over to the house on the edge of the park Hello, lady. Are we gonna boogie? That too. Mm, I'm really cooking tonight, ain't I? Shit. We're going to see some friends at Tom's uncle's cottage in New Jersey. Oh, you're uh, gonna have a party? Just a get together. A get together? How many people? Five. That is, if we get there. Where did you find them? In a garage. <laughs> Our car broke down. I think they're absolutely superb. <laughs> Just look at the way they're dressed. And the way they move. What a great idea to bring them along. Tremendous. Anything to stop our board. Be careful, Ricky. They're taking you for a ride. These bastards wouldn't know a straight game if they followed one home. What did you say? You heard me twat. You shouldn't say those things. We could take it the wrong way. Feel the cards, mister, where I can see them. Get him, Howard! It's you and me, kid, together. It's always been you and me together. You can't leave me now. Don't get hooked on that fucking bitch. She'll see you walking down the street, and, and she'll turn her back on you. She'll make shit out of you. 
fucking bastards. All of them. They did this to you. They're trying to turn us against each other. Just look at them. What do they know about friendship anyway? We're opening up. We are an Italian movie, but we're in New York, Jersey area. We are. No, what we're doing is classic, another classic Italian thing. Uh, stock footage of New York. See, okay. You see the World okay. Trade Center, and then it's filmed in Italy. So Yeah, I figured as much. But So, but stock yeah, they, let, they set the scene. We can see the World Trade Center. Mm. Too soon. I like but, the symbolism, though, yeah. because we have two horrible human beings in this movie. We have two towers. Wait, they weren't horrible towers, though. I don't know what the symbolism is. I'm not smart enough. Jack probably would know. Yes, you would. <laughs> Jack, do you want to take over the show? Uh, so, yeah. So, right off the bat, we're going to show how horrible Alex is. He's driving his car, rocking out to some disco. Because it was 79.80 when this movie, so disco was king. It, I don't remember. I think it was later, but this might have been a Puma Man track that he was playing here. There was a lot of Puma Man tracks. Yeah, they are around the same time. Yeah. And he catches the eye of this lovely lady driving alongside him. Yeah, and like you do, when you catch the eye of a beautiful woman, you fucking honk at her. Right. You yell out, hey, dingbat, pull over, I want to get your number. Right. Yeah. And then, for some reason, she's, like, offended by that, and she's just like, buzz off. This is why men can't get dates anymore, because we're not allowed to honk at women, tell them their honkers are beautiful, and their eyes are okay, I'm, too. Say, I'm honking because I'm horny. That's what you I'm said. honking because I'm horny. It says oh. it on my bumper. <laughs> right. I'm going to honk when I'm horny. Right. Honk if you're horny. And so what's a man got to do? He runs her off the road <laughs> right by the park. Yes. you got to have a park. Well, yes, he, he figures. He has figured out by just glancing over at this woman who's very beautiful, got great tits. Played. <laughs> Played by David Hess's real life wife. Oh, really? According to IMDb, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Was she on set for all of this movie? Just no, just this. So she pulls over, and David Hess has a type: short hair, very yes. short hair. Yeah, not not my thing, but yeah. And uh, uh, he pulls her over. Really, that's not your thing with the hair not on their ears. That's that my thing. thing. <laughs> I don't want a woman taking my. By the way, I did get my hair cut today because. I had somebody scream at me, get a job, hippie, because my hair was so... It was like literally the top quarter inch of my ear was covered by hair. I'm just going to go ahead and pull my little hairs down over my ear for you yeah. here. Uh, so he's pulled her over because he's trying to take her out on a nice park date. And I identify <laughs> yes. with this. This is what all the ladies are into. I'm always like, you want to go on a park date? And they're like, oh my God, yes. They love hiking and nature. That's what they everybody say. On a, everybody on a dating site loves nature. Yes. And they, take, they always put a picture of themselves in nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm is, not even on dating sites, and I know that's it, what it, it is. It is definitely a thing right next to coffee. I also like tacos. And here's the other thing I like. Big shocker. Uh, where was it going? Sarcasm. Sarcasm is my love language. I'm seriously. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm like. Is there a copy pasta out there? Because everyone are they all Russian like, bots? Are they all? Maybe that's it. Oh, it's just Russian mail order brides. This is what American like. So David realizes, aka Alex, Alex, in this movie. And by the way, he refers himself in the third person throughout. And he calls himself Alex. Yeah. Which apparently Murray's got a problem with. Yeah, that that says evil to me right there. I know you it's look pretentious. In the, I know you look in the mirror before you come over here and you go, Murray. <laughs> yes, 
I don't even call myself by my last. That's even douchier. Not only calling myself in third person, but by my last name. No, I don't do that. But David realizes this is a Alex, once in a lifetime. Yeah. Damn, because we don't want to confuse. We, David Hess is in very. He was a fucking folk singer. All right, we don't want to like make it look like David is a rapist. Okay, he's, okay. he's just good at playing rapist. Okay, come on, let me gather myself here. Let me get to this scene. <laughs> Alex realizes this is a once in a lifetime woman. So he rears her off the road. He's right at the park, and he goes up, knocks gently on the passenger door. He doesn't go to the driver's door. He's giving her some room, giving her some space. That's six feet. That's COVID distance, Murray. And uh, I think he says something very gentlemanly, like, can I escort you through the park at night? Can you help me out here? He just brutally rapes her. I don't think he says anything to her. Oh, he does. He just rips off her. She's wearing pantyhose. That that would have killed my boner right there. But you know, he rips that off. Starts and he starts strangling her while he's fucking her. And just as he climaxes, he rips her fucking necklace off her neck. It's like a trophy because he's a serial rapist killer. Ooh, he, they call him Doctor Love. Wait, really? No, that's that was the guy. That was, that I was going to say, wasn't that? That's another connection. I never <laughs> even put that together. We got two serial rapists in a row. Oh my god! Man. And we just faded. I, the- I would love to see how Q would like listen to our show and just find all those dots, connect all those dots. I feel like we give a little too many context <laughs> clues and point them to together, so they wouldn't have as much fun as they yeah. do. Anyways, we tie up. And then to- that was like, then it was like house. That was like. The cold open was just like to let you know this guy means business. He's a disgusting, vile rapist. A- exactly. Uh, just in case you thought you might be <laughs> endeared by him in a minute here, no, right. you can't be. So we go to, and he's living out of like a parking lot <laughs> garage. <laughs> no, it was it was weird. I, there's a there's a garage inside a parking garage. Like, yeah, there's, a, there's like I don't know, maybe in Italy they do that. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, he's he's like a mechanic inside a parking garage. It was very fascinating. And he's just got off his shift, so he's he's getting ready to boogie. He's got the perfect dad bod. Yes. He's just kinda a little bit flabby <laughs> everywhere. He's got a nice little muffin top hanging over his jeans, but he still wears them tight because yeah, he's youthful. It's the fashion, yeah. He's got that nice crunchy, curly, like just perm, froey, yeah. permed up hair. And he's got a tasteful poster of, like, naked women and knives or something? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It was, just, it was just body parts. It was really weird. Is, do you think he made that himself? Yes, I do. It was too weird. Like, there's yeah. no way anyone put that out in a And we first thing we see, he's looking in the mirror, putting on Susan. Was that her name? The woman who got raped? I mean, I wrote it down in the notes, okay. or you did, so. She's putting her necklace on that he ripped off. Oh. So, like, his trophy is showing it off. Because he's he, getting ready for a night of boogieing. He's a multi-necklace guy, too. And yes. I think he might have had a ring or two on Yeah, of course well. he did. Like, man, jewelry. I probably, he probably had a gold bracelet on top of it. Gold you know? He knows how to accessorize. He really does. And he's putting on his best Saturday Night Fever suit. He's got the black pants, black shirt, yellow vest, I, yellow jacket. I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> when, when I saw it all together, I was like, okay, I think it works. But at first, when he was just throwing on the vest, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Banana split over here. What is going on with that vest? Killer B. Killer B. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's been a while since we did a weird wrestling reference. So uh, as he's getting ready, then we hear, hey, Alex, I'm ready to boogie. He said I can come out with you. <laughs> I mean, that's where we meet Ricky, his little toady. 
because every bully needs a toady. And this guy does it well. Are we going to boogie tonight? Yeah, we're going to boogie tonight. He was the classic Italian, like, voiceover guy. Like, he had that nasally perfect voice. And you can see, like, the... Uh, Alex's size, like we're gonna boogie tonight. Don't worry. We there's, there's, oh, there's a God. gross abuse of the word boogie in this scene. It got, <laughs> no, there really, isn't. it got on my nerves. It's perfect. I'm old enough to remember when people would use that word non-ironically. Oh, and it really? Okay, you know what? Made, I gotta give you that one. Though. Give me the douche chills. Yeah. But I'm loving Ricky here because we see him, and he's totally got his, like, early 40s, I want to be hip vibes going on. He's got the cool jeans. You know, we just went out and bought them at Kohl's or something. And then he's got, like, his fucking bedazzled long sleeve yeah, shirt. A, a lot of Euro trash fashion going on. And, we're in Italy, so yeah. Yeah. A nice leather jacket, but it's like that shirt is just ruining your look for yeah, you, dog. Yeah, it's like a bedazzled sweater. Uh-huh. It was, it was not good. Not a good shirt. And so they're getting ready to go out and boogie, and then a car rolls up. I think it was like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, there's ta- there's a little. There was bit a of- scene. They, 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 yeah, they, they, there's a scene where they're driving. Uh, Tom, who I was getting like a young Christopher Walken vibe off of Tom. Yeah, Tom and his girlfriend. I'm assuming it's his girlfriend Lisa. I like that you got a Walken vibe because there's a character I got a fucking Goldblum vibe from, and I'll tell you about it okay. later. And they're driving, and then he's they're talking about they're going to a party. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh my 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 car is fucking up. I gotta I gotta pull over." And there's a scene like we get another shot of uh, New York. I'm using air quotes. There's like a gondola, like a, a like. I was like, is, but then I thought like the movie Nighthawks, which I think takes place in uh in New York. There is a scene where there is like a a, a gondola of, like 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 in Blind Fury. So maybe that was in New York. I don't know. I just don't think of those like. Those yeah. things being in New York, but, right? But anyway, so he's yeah, he's like, my car's kind of fucking up. I'm gonna pull over in here and get somebody look at it. Yeah, we better get this looked at before we drive all the way out to New Jersey. And we're hearing a little bit of backstory about how uh, somebody was at the shop because apparently Ricky works at the garage too. Yeah, Alex is a mechanic. That's why he's in the you know garage here. And he's like, yeah, that guy in the black Lincoln. He was looking for it, but it just so happened to go missing. And Alex like, you know, here's the thing about police officers. You see them at the bar, and you just go over and tell them, I'm going to fucking murder your children. <laughs> and they don't do shit. And Ricky just like, wow, Alex, you're really fucking cool. I can't wait to boogie with you. <laughs> yeah, like. Alex is the master of his domain. Nothing. He's scared of nothing. He's like, I'll tell a cop I'm going to murder your family if you try to arrest me. <laughs> yes. And the cop backs down. <sighs> and I don't know what's about to happen here. Maybe Ricky's going to try to zoom in for a little hug or kiss or something. <laughs> and then you hear a honk, honk. It's Tom and Lisa outside. Right. And there, there's this, this is where we're getting into some interesting socioeconomic issues because they're totally one percenters. Oh, they're yeah. just like looking down, even though they're looking up. Literally, they're looking down on. It's it's perfect because they they look young enough. They definitely do look like they're in their you know late eight late teens, early twenties. So they got that that stench of youth on them, but they're dressed to the nines and right. everything. So yeah, he's got like a suit on. She's got like a nice dress, and he's like, oh, "Boy, boy, come here. My car's not working." The clap he did was the servant clap. And, like, fucking Alex 
right off the bat. No, he's Bane. He's like, I know this shit. I love that. Yeah. He's like, he's like your, your money gives you power over he's me. He's rapist Bane. Right. He's just like, he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready to boogie. I don't have time for your shit. And so Tom starts pulling out 20s. And I was hoping he was going to pull out three wads like in the money wrapper and just fan himself, maybe hold him over his face a little bit. He's not that slick. Not that slick. Not a JJ slick. <laughs> but he starts laying a 20 on the hood. I think there's a electrical problem. Hey, electrical problems take three to four hours. How about I give you my handbook on how to fix it yourself? And I go boogie. <laughs> I'm just going to keep slipping And up. then Ricky's just like, I can help. You know, because he just wants to be loved. He's like this fucking loser. He is Alex's lapdog. And is. so he sees the opportunity. To impress Alex? To impress Alex. And also, he's like, I want that $40 because it, right. I think it yeah, might be. He upped the ante to 40 Yeah, it was 40 yeah. So Ricky hops down. I've been watching you. I can do it real good, Alex. I'll do it real good. Okay. And then, and then Get Al- in there. Alex takes the 40 He's like, how about this? How about you take this 40 get a limo to drive you home and just leave your car, and I'll get to it when I get to it. And for some reason, Tom is just like, well, you know how it is. I need to get my car there. I've got, I've got the perfect eight-track machine. Is it eight or A? Eight. Eight. Yeah. And Alex, by this point, has already phased him out because he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do we got here in the passenger seat? <laughs> and so he immediately starts creeping on her. He's like, because she gets out of the car. That was it. Yeah. So he's just looking her up and down and undressing her. And Murray has to appreciate this, appreciate this about Lisa. She has short hair, and she slicks it <laughs> so the hair does not touch her ears. No, I didn't. Don't, you don't like that look? No, I don't like girl. I, no, I like real super femme girly girl types. So I don't like short hair. This is my thing. It's not a deal breaker. I'm just saying. Yeah. I thought both women with short hair look Phenomenal. Oh, I would I would have slept with all the women in this movie. But more likely the one with the long hair, Gloria. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just like, whoa, 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 this changes everything. What are you guys doing? It's like, well, we're, we're going to a party. They're going to their own house to have a party. Like, people are already at their, their They're house. They're going to their uncle's cabin at the edge of the park. On the edge of the park. It's not a house. They call it and a their cabin. their friends, Gloria, Glenda, and Howard are already there. If they don't get there in time, they're going to start fucking. They even said that. Yeah. They're like, yeah. this is that kind of party party these people have. And Alex is like, he's like, and then uh, I think Tom is like, would you be interested? You know, you seem like a cool guy. Well, yeah. Uh, we don't know if they're a couple or anything, but Alex immediately hitting all Alex over. Alex doesn't Lisa. give a shit if they're a couple. Yeah. He's like, you're mine. Yeah. He he zoned in. He said, you're mine. And he was just, Alpha male move, dude. Big time. <laughs> and apparently everybody is into it. Yeah. And Lisa is even like, well, because he said something about boogieing with her. <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, only if you promise to dance with me. She, even she's offended by Boogie. She says dance. <laughs> right. But it, maybe Seriously. she's throwing a class on him. She might have been throwing she, some class well, she, on yeah, him. Yeah, she's playing a little hard to get. But you can tell like there's something going on. There's some chemistry going on. Yeah. So Alex backs away from the car, and Ricky's like, are we ready to go out now and Boogie? <laughs> no, it's actually too late now, Ricky. But I heard of this great party. And he looks over at Tom. Yeah, it's just a small little get-together, but I hear it's going to be pretty pretty great. I got no 70s words. Well, Tom takes him away and goes, can you kind of lose this loser? Yes, like, he I does. I just want you. Is he? 
He knocks on us. Even th- this kid, Tom, he's, he's ahead of himself because he doesn't just straight up say the R word. He's like, is this kid on the spectrum? Is he one of those artists I've been and hearing Alex about? And Alex like, don't worry about it. He's a good kid. And as they're saying that, Alex like, I fixed it. It was just the alternator. Yeah. You know, it, was just like, <laughs> it was a tube that he pushed back in, and then yeah. the little C-clamp, he just yeah. tightened it back up. Just finger strength. That was all it was. Yeah. And so they're like, Alex is like, I think I can boogie with you guys. Let's do it. And they get in the car. <laughs> And they're driving, and there's a little chit-chat. Yeah, Lisa kind of turns back and says, Alex, uh, do you have a girlfriend? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, well, where's she tonight? Why aren't you taking her to Boogie? <laughs> I, I saw that right there because she turned her nose up when she said it, so it was she class. She held her nose. As she she held her nose. And he's just like, well, here's the thing about my girl. She doesn't want to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> we also got to point out before they left, Alex went back to his locker. He had an uh, armory yes. of weapons. He, he his favorite is a straight razor. Yeah, he had a switchblade. He had all that, and he took that, put in his pocket. He, he did. He, you know, patted his chest down. And was like, oh, I forgot my keys. He's got such a good disar- disarming smugness to him. I forgot my keys. Everybody, give me a moment. Goes in, gets the... F- he, yeah, you're right. He's just got butterfly knife. He's <laughs> yeah. got a fucking Zatuichu sword. He's got it all. But yeah, yeah that straight razor, man. Love it. I love it. And after he does his whole joke about having a girlfriend, no one asks uh, 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 Ricky, but he chimes in, <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend! <laughs> it's like, we know Ricky. Also, did you want that? Here's that 40 bucks, and Ricky's going to reach for it, and Alex... Just crumples the guy's hand with the money in it and goes, no, Ricky did that as a favor. <laughs> See the class warfare that's happening right here. Right. You're, you're, I mean, it's like a cold war of class warfare. It really is. It, that's beautiful. Mwah. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. I love that. So they finally make it to the house on the edge of the park. <laughs> the cabin at the edge of the park. Very classy. We got, you know, it's very, uh, we got like a fucking poker table. We got everything set up for a party. We got, we're ready to boogie. We got the hi-fi stereo. Ooh, this place, beautiful. Classy artwork everywhere. Got a gigantic French door for the front door. Like yeah. Like 50 million windows in it. It's incredible. We, and this is where we meet, we meet uh, our, our other friends, Howard. Who Was he the Jeff Goldblum guy you were getting vibes off of? No. Oh, Okay. We meet Glenda, who's a black chick with a shaved head, which has a lot of Grace Jones vibes coming off of her, I thought. Oh, she was looking great. And I love that she she did, like, red makeup, and then she did gold makeup, and then she had, like, the gold eyeliners or uh, whatever that. I don't know. I don't know my makeup. But she was matching, like, the gold Mascara. pattern on her lips. It was really cool. And we have Gloria. Yeah. What, that's that's what I would have picked. Yeah. She's, She's kinda, Goldblum. She's Goldblum? Yeah. If you pause it. She's got a Goldblum face. I'm not okay. saying she's not an attractive woman. It's just she's got a Goldblum right. face. Okay. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, yeah, you just side so by side. So they, they come in, and like they meet, and they're just like... I love this. Everybody... Is this how the 70s was? Everybody's like, fucking strangers! <laughs> they're beautiful! It was. You could trust strangers. <laughs> it really no. was, even though it was incredibly dangerous. Yeah, like, right. It's like by by crime the metri- rate was like through the roof. But right yeah, you by the that. metrics, it's like as long no. as you had cocaine, they were okay with you. You know that sounds like a dis- <laughs> recipe for disaster. Yeah, well, yeah. What are we talking about here? Yes. Oh, okay. This is 
This is a story to tell you not to do this. That should have been a child's novel, or not novel, but book. You know, get, if you give a mouse a cookie, if you give a stranger cocaine at your, you know, house party. Jack, are you listening? Start writing this book. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all into it, man. They're like, Ricky, want to dance? Yeah. <laughs> I started laughing my ass off because I'm not exaggerating. Ricky dances like drunk. Griff drunk at a wedding dance. This was totally what? you. No. Yes. You don't know because you were drunk. I was laughing my ass off. No. Was, yes. Beautiful. Yes. I am no. the most coordinated human <laughs> being in the world. Hey, and I'm not. Hey, I can't. I got two left feet. I'm not casting aspersions on Griff, but I was. I, I warmed my heart because I was like, that was, it, it took me back to fucking Pigeon's wedding where you were hammered <laughs> and you were doing the Ricky dance. <laughs> I was very drunk that night, but very coordinated. I've lured many women in with my dance moves, and he's uh, he's having a hell of a time. He's lo- Ricky's loving it. He's like, finally, people who accept me. And we have Alex in the corner because they wanted Alex to dance too, and he's just like, no, Ricky, you go ahead. And I'm like, what is this? What is this game Alex is playing? Because well, he's watching and he's turning his nose up. Well, I think part of it it's obvious Alex is a raging narcissist because the the spotlight's not on him anymore. So he, so he goes into a corner and like pouts a little. He. Put the spotlight on Ricky, though. He said, yeah, Ricky, why don't you go ahead and dance for them? So I feel like he was okay with it because he wanted to read the room a little better. Okay. I think that's what was happening. I think he was sizing everybody up. And he uh, he re- like, he like reads the room properly because he's like, they're making fun of my friend Ricky. Only I can make fun of Ricky. Yeah. But Gloria uh, Goldblum steps up, and she's dancing it up with Ricky. And, but, All the ladies are dancing with Ricky. They're taking his clothes That's right. Off. Glenda gets up there, too, and they bring him back over to the couch, and they start, yeah, they take his shirt off. And well, then, because it's that awful fucking bedazzled sweater. Like, get that off. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we don't care if you have a sunken chest. Let's get that shirt off you because that thing is fucking off. And they threw it in the direction of the fireplace, but they missed. And so Rick is just like, where is it? Why did you guys stop dancing? I'm going to keep dancing. And he starts taking his pants off. <laughs> yeah. And again, he's he not reading the room. Alex is reading the room properly. Ricky, not at all. He's illiterately reading the room. Yeah, like we get a <laughs> shot of Alex and his face is disgusted. And he's like, how far do I let him go? This poor fucking. He really, he does. I think he's got the R problem in his brain. And he's about to just shut that down. And Lisa goes, no, no, no. He's having fun. Just let, let, him, let him do his thing. And then Ricky, like in goof, falls over. Yeah. Falls over like an ottoman or something. <laughs> and they all rush to him. Ricky, you all right? And then this fucking- is this is where Alex has been intercepted by Lisa, and yeah. she's pulled him over. Or he's she's pulled him over onto a little love seat, and she's got she's got the everyone's wearing like a weird kind of dress. Like Glen, yeah. Glenda's ha- was just like a piece going down the center. A piece of cloth. This fabric. is where we really should. We needed Taffy for this. The, yeah, she would have t- broke it all down for us. But yeah, it's very, very seventies looking. Though, yeah, a lot, just like a lot of legs showing and everything. Oh man, they, but, they all had the fucking thigh high stockings, which I love. Gotta give that an okay. Um, but Lisa sits down, and it's like because her dress isn't just like a full fabric. It is like Hess is able to easily like creep up her leg, and she is. Again, we're. It's like, are we? Is she really into this class warfare game with him? Is she really trying to outclass him here? Because she's playing this very chaste game with him. It's a, she's letting him get his hand up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, she's playing. Yeah, like, hard to get. Like, 
you know, cat and mouse kind of thing. Yeah, and he's trying to, like, get in at her blouse or, you know, whatever that fucking top was. <laughs> that top yeah. was crazy. It's like a uh, Seinfeld shirt that she was wearing. <laughs> so pillowy. And she shuts him down. Is like, I'm a little hungry. And that's when Alex looks over to see that Ricky is just surrounded by everybody. Well, they're plying him with booze now. They got these giant shot glasses. Yeah, and, and they're like, Ricky, I got you a nice bold drink. Oh, I'm sorry. This might be a little too strong for you. He's like, oh, no, I like it strong. <laughs> and he sips it. He starts to sip at it like he's fucking ginty in white fire. And Harold, he takes the bottom of the glass and just lifts it up for him. So he has to drink it all. And he shakes his head. He's like, that was really good, guys. Right? Right? And then Tom makes his way to the poker table. He's like, anybody want to play a little Baccarat? And he's like, I don't know how to play that. You like? You, can you play poker? It's like, yeah, we can play poker, Ricky. Anything you want. Come on over. So that Ricky goes to play poker with Howard, Glenda, and and Tom. Yeah, and Gloria doesn't play. Gloria, well, yeah, Gloria just stands and watches. I like to make my own luck on the hard streets. I don't know why, like a twenty year old <laughs> is trying to play it up like yeah. she's some kind of fucking dame from a noir, you know, story or something. <laughs> yeah. But that's what she's doing. She's gold blooming it up. And so. Lisa goes to the kitchen, and Alex is like, all right, you you have a good time, Ricky. You play your little game. And then he walked into the kitchen after uh, after Lisa. Yep. He spots her in there. Perfect. I love the lighting for this scene because it's just the refrigerator light, and she's got, like, a full bottle. It's probably just, like, sparkling water or something, but it's supposed to be, like, a wine, I guess. And she's just drinking out of the bottle, and Hess is just – he's got just the backlight of the hallway on him, so – the creep lighting effect here is perfection, everybody. And he finally snickers. <laughs> what? Are you laughing at me because I'm drinking out of the bottle? No, I'm laughing at you because it looks like you're giving the bottle head. <laughs> He's so classy. He's so classy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, hmm, maybe it is. And then she sits, on, she sits up on the table. Oh, no. He hones in on her, corners her. Grabs her by the waist okay. and puts her on the counter like she is just like a brisket he's about to fucking rub. See, that that brisket metaphor is perfect. And then he starts rubbing her thighs. You get, you get a nice little leg shot. She's like kind of. Doesn't he go down on her thighs starts kissing her thighs? Is that? Cause he, I know he does that. I, don't I know think if he this... does start kissing the leg a little bit yeah. and she's okay with. Well, she's letting it happen and everything. Yeah, she's like no selling it. She's not. You don't know what she's feeling. She's a little dead behind the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because she's a little. She's just. Cause he's like this brute. She's disgusted by him. Yeah. But at the same time, she's letting it happen. So it's like, is the curiosity of like this weird? Because again, we're assuming Tom is her boyfriend. Yeah. And he's got the long flowing mane. You know, he's he's got the childish face and everything. And David Hess is a man. He's a brutish it's all man. Dark and handsome. But he's he's a man. And so they're trying to lay it on this on us like she's curious about, you know, right. him. And then she's like, I'm going to take a shower. And she just like fucking leaves him with his dick in his hand. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, huh? And then in disgust, he just bites into an apple and throws it back. In. Too far. <laughs> Too far right there. You yeah. see, I flipped through the CDs. I wouldn't go in someone's fridge and no. pull out. Who's keeping apples in their well, fridge? Well, first of all, like we were, like you were saying, we, not only was he checking out the room, he was going through their CDs while Ricky was doing his dance. I mean, he knows what to do. He does it on the, on the down low. 
But yeah, he bites into an apple and then throws it back in the fridge and then pulls like a was it a pizza? I think it was supposed to be a pizza because <laughs> it was very oddly cut. It wasn't cut like you yeah. would cut a pizza. Takes a slice, bites into it, like spits it on the floor. He, like, <laughs> he goes upstairs in a minute. He tossed it into the plants. <laughs> yeah. You know that was uh, David Hessism. That was. And so he follows her up to the room, and she's totally naked, showering. Oh, yeah. we pass- it's, like, it's just like a glass shower, so you can yeah. see everything. We pass by the living room where we see that Ricky. We get to check in with Ricky. He's losing his ass. He's losing his shirt. He's losing his shirt. Oh, well, again, no one wanted him to wear that shirt anyway, <laughs> right. so that was not a problem. So, yeah, and uh, so Lisa's soaping herself up. Yep. Got that giant 70s bush going on. But it's all right. And Hass is just, like, admiring. He's liking what he's seeing. He takes his shirt off, and he's just sitting there watching. And then he sits down, and she turns, notices him, not startled at all. She was like, I was expecting this. She left the bathroom door open and everything. She told him, I'm taking a shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. She is right up in this fucking cranium. Right. And so she sees him and goes, you're sitting on my dress. Oh, I'm sorry. So she's gotten to him because he's actually seemed genuinely startled by that. And, well, this back isn't going to soap down itself. (sighs) All right. (laughs) So he gets up there and he starts taking off his clothes and she's like pressing. This is a cool shower and everything. And it's just like it's on an angle and everything. It was really cool. But it's uh, got a glass front to it. And so she's pressing her tits on it and everything. And he's like kissing the glass in front of it while reaching around and like soaping her back up and everything and then finally she's like well get in here i'll do your back and we get to see the little hess buns they're you know he's got the hang kill butt <laughs> and she soaps him down a little and then she's like she, i'm she's, done she boogies out yeah and just walks hey, out hey babe i'm gonna boogie and then he's like what this has never happened to alex he's just like confused she's like are we fucking or not? Are we boogieing or not? Yeah, he turns to where she's leaving, and he throws back the water off his face. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm i half mass here. <laughs> you wash your ape brain, mister. It's like, whoa, what? Third grade teacher? <laughs> so he's just fucking blue balls to the max, dude. I mean, he might have like just jerked one out right in the shower, you know. <laughs> He's just like, I gotta get some release attention. I can't imagine that. Was I can happening. see him doing that, just coming on the fucking floor and walking out. <laughs> that's total Alex. <laughs> so while that's going on, Ricky, once he's losing his shirt, he says, "I got a royal flush." He's like, "Well, I got two fives. He, I win." He, uh, we're in the middle. It's a beautiful mindset happening here. We have we're seeing Ricky's hand. And he's got three aces and two kings. Like, this is an incredible hand. You got I, – I forget how poker works. And then we go around to everybody else at the table. We see that Tom has nothing. I think he might have had, like, a pair of twos. So this is Ricky's game to win. But Tom, being the baller that he is, the rich kid pulling class on Ricky, he drops 20 to meet Ricky's 20. And then he says, and I raise it. Hundred, and he throws a fucking crisp ass hundred dollar bill off his fucking JJ, you know, stack that he had in his pocket, and Ricky can't meet it, and he's like, "I'm good for it." No, 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 you need to meet it. 
So it just so happens that Alex coming back down, blue ball the fuck, hair dry already. <laughs> yeah, he did. He blow dried his hair. It took time he to must do that. have. And Ricky is just like, "Hey, Alex, I really, oh man, I got a beautiful hand here. You need to help me out here." And Alex is like, "All right, let's see it." Very discreetly hands him the cards. He looks at it. He looks back down at Ricky, and then he pulls out a hundo, slaps it on the table. Pat Ricky on the back, says, good luck, kid. Then we turn the cards over. Three aces! No one can beat three aces! Flush. We already saw Tom's cards. He didn't have a flush. And then Ricky's thinking what we're thinking. They can't be! I'm really good at cards! And then Alex is like, the gears are turning. Hmm. He's al- He already knew. Yeah. He already knew. He sized them up. He's like... And then he, I think they go another hand, and he throws another hundred down, doesn't he? I don't remember if they keep. Yeah, he get, he get, hands him another hundred, and then they start like dealing out for the next game. And then uh, Alex tells Ricky for everybody to hear: these bastards wouldn't know a straight game if they followed it home. And then he looks over at one of the women, and goes, "You heard me, twat." <laughs> So everybody gets offended by this, and they get up, and Harold's the first one. Harold's, Howard. I've been saying Harold. Yeah, it's Howard. 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 I was like, Harold sounds wrong, but Murray hasn't corrected <laughs> me yet. So Howard's the first one. He does not like that T word. He's like, call a woman a cunt. Call her a piece <laughs> of shit. Call her an asshole, but never call that's, a woman. That's his boogie. He just can't get it. <laughs> that's his boogie. <laughs> All I can think about is that fucking Wonder Shows in bit where they had like the, uh, I can't even remember what they're called, but they all said uh, Boogie Woogie and everything. That's all I, oh, Boogie Woogie, man. <laughs> so oh. a fight breaks out, and, you know, Alex is from the streets, okay? So he knows how to handle himself. He even explains it to him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's like, I'm from the streets. <laughs> Are you I'm fucking kidding me? I don't <laughs> care if you guys went to wreck boxing. <laughs> I'm from the streets. <laughs> And he fucking handles both of them pretty easily. I mean, they get a couple shots in. I think Tom gets nothing in. I think Howard gets a couple yeah, shots so, in. Yeah, uh, so Howard, Howard comes at him first. He deals with Howard. And then Tom jumps on his back. So we just toss his Tom away. Tom is very weak. And so then Howard comes back. And he actually gets a few blows in. But he's hitting him. And uh, Alex is no selling it. He's just like... <laughs> playing joker out of he's just doing the full oh man what about that david hess as one of the jokers that would be amazing what about wouldn't wouldn't it be good as the alan moore joker because doesn't he rape and murder robin no batgirl Batgirl. i don't think think he rapes batgirl he strips her down and takes pictures of. oh okay shoots her that's that's david hess all day yeah okay wow we just casted a new (laughs) batman movie too bad david hess is dead oh shit so you know who would be a good villain? Danny McBride. Okay. <laughs> so Howard is sweating now, so he just grabs a bottle, and that is fucking the street senses are tingling. Yeah, really. He's gotten punched so hard that some of the street senses off Alex have rubbed into him, maybe. I don't know, but Alex goes, you got to never bring a bottle to a straight razor fight. And he whips out that straight razor, and everybody immediately bitches out when they see that straight razor. And he he fucking starts. I think he fucking slashes Tom's face. I don't think he slashes him right away. Oh, oh. yeah, I guess he does. Because I know he like uh, 
he he starts to fuck with Howard. He's like throwing him out the door and everything. And Tom tries to jump on him again, and he just pins him to the poker table. And he just very slowly. And Tom, I this this scene is kind of awesome. Tom just. He he's like frantic at first, but then as soon as the blade touches him, he just goes still because it's like I don't want to be fucking moving around while this guy's cutting my face and everything. I wonder if that was like a real blade that that eh, could have been. Um, but yeah, Tom just goes still, and his face and his he just like knows. I loved it. His reaction to just getting his face cut was. Amazing. And then Alex's like, "How about we have a real game of poker?" He's like, "Ricky, get over here." So he sets everybody down. They're going to play a real game of poker. None of this cheating bullshit. And Ricky's just like, eh, this is great. And then uh, Alex is like, these cunts were cheating you, pal. Yeah. But I ain't going to BS you. I'm your friend. I'm your best friend, Ricky. He sits Glenda down on his lap. And he's got, you know, she's got the, like, dress with the two, you know, over her shoulder. And so he starts cutting it. And she's trying to fight it. But he's like, no, don't fight it. Don't fight it. So he's exposing her her tits because you can't have poker without some tits out. Right. And uh, Ricky starts dealing the cards, you know, and he's just like, he he pulls a switcheroo where now he's got the shitty hand, but he's like, I got it. You know, I'm winning. Yeah. Because he's looking at his cards and he's like, oh, boy, Alex, I can't believe you dealt me this hand. And he goes around to each person playing. He goes, and you think you have a good hand, so you'll see my bet. And you'll see my bet, and you'll and he's just grabbing all the cash, putting it in the middle, and then he slaps his cards in face down and goes, "Royal flush, that's incredible, Alex. You're my lucky charm. No one's ever dealt me a royal flush." And so now uh, Alex is getting a little bored of this game. He's like, "We need, we need to spice this up, you know." Yeah, and Ricky's like, "Oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to go like, we got all this money? Let's go to Taco Bell and just like talk about it." He's just like, Ricky, Ricky, the party just started. You know what, Ricky? Pick a girl. That's right, my friend. You can have the first choice. You see and This the, never happens. You see the joy. This I'm serious. Ricky does such a good job of selling his emotion here because he's just like, his eyes are welling up. Are you kidding me, Alex? I get to come out and boogie with you. <laughs> I get all this money, and now I get the first pick? Sure do, pal. And he's uh, Alex has got, of course, uh, Glenda in his lap. So he's like, would you like this one? And he's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is much too rich for your taste. (laughs) He's like, I like the one over here. Goldblum. Yeah, because we know that Ricky loves Death Wish 1. Yeah. You know, he loves that ass. Yeah. So he goes and makes a beeline for for, uh, Gloria. Slams her like on an ottoman and rips her panties off. And it's like, Alex, look, I got him. <laughs> and he's like, I got a big one. He's trying he's, he's trying to impress Alex. Because Alex, he was like, I'll go pick a bedroom. And Alex says, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do it right here in front of everybody. And Ricky, without missing a beat, oh, that's going to be amazing. I've got a big one. I want everyone to see my gyration. I've got night moves. I know the Hageman one knee technique. Wow, I don't even know that one. And he's getting a little pansy and rough with Gloria. Gloria's not feeling it, you know. She doesn't like to be raped. Call me crazy. It's not a good thing. 
And so Tom and Howard, they like, look, this is getting too crazy now. This is interesting. You've pointed out a good point because when Ricky is trying to rape someone, they don't put on the fluffy, weird music. No. It's very violent. It's (laughs) ultra-violent. But when we saw uh, Alex going for the rape to start the movie, it was Puma Man music. It's like, wait. He's assaulting a woman. Very weird music choices. But uh, Diodato, that's his thing. So, uh, yeah, so he's, he can't, he's, he, he can't perform in front of people. He wants to. He wants to impress Alex, but. Well, he's, he's trying to get into it, but Gloria is resisting him a little bit, and she, like, tries to kick him or try, she tries to roll away or something. So, you know, Ricky backhands her very abruptly. And then everybody starts getting a little frantic at the table. Howard. Howard gets offended. So Alex is like, oh, boy, we're going to have to deal with Howard now. And he just starts fucking just bashing him. And I think they actually get the blade for a sec. Oh, Howard pins Alex to the wall. And he's like, Tom, hurry up. Get the blade. Get the blade. But Tom is a bumbling fool. The bitch. He is. And so he's tripping over everything on his way to get the blade. Alex breaks free because Alex is a man. I'm sorry to say it. He's just a man. So he fucking gets one over on Howard now. He's pummeling him. He jumps off the poker table because I'm a double axe handle, handle over the head. And then he's looking outside. And there's this beautiful Olympic-sized pool, Murray. Right. There's a nice sliding glass door. He grabs Howard by the tie, yanks him out, throws him in the pool. And he Alex is like swimming or Alex. Howard's swimming to one side and Alex is there waiting for him, just dunks <laughs> dunks him back in there. They do this three times before finally we get this shot where the camera's on the ground <laughs> and suddenly we see a nice stream. <laughs> Flowing from the pelvic region of Alex. Alex pissing all over Howard's face. So he takes him back inside, drags him back in, and then fucking ties him up like under a table or something? Yeah, he ties his hands behind his back with his belt. And then he's like, Ricky, go get me some of that uh, curtain like string or whatever. And he ties him by his throat underneath the table. Yeah. And then Alex, he does his best Malachi Black, and he sits... Crisscross applesauce style in the middle of the floor and lights up the tiniest little joint ever. And he's like, what do we do now? What do we do now? He doesn't know what to do now, Murray. Well, yeah, he's thinking. You know, he wants. He's an artist of rape, so he's like, I have to think about it for a while. You know what? I know what it is. We haven't had enough rape yet. <laughs> we haven't had any rape yet. <laughs> not, I mean, not at this party. No. We've had no penetration here. We've had no. attempt of rape. <laughs> But no penetration. rape, but no rape. So he's like, that's right. My buddy Ricky really liked Gloria. So he grabs Gloria, drags her over to another ottoman, because it's a rich person's house. <laughs> yeah. And if you're rich, you have multiple ottomans. Multiple. You got the whole ottoman empire in your house. Right. So throws Gloria over an ottoman, and he's he hikes up her dress, and he's got her ashes hanging out there, and he's just slapping it. Ricky! Oh, Ricky! And he's slapping it like he's ringing a dinner bell. Come on, sup's ready. And Ricky scurries over there. Oh, boy! Alex, are you serious? I get to put my dick in her? 
you sure do, pal. And we're all going to watch. Oh. <laughs> the party is disgusted by this. As you would be if yeah. you're watching a friend being raped. Yeah, it's pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Yes, very much so. It's funny because Ricky keeps – we keep talking about how Ricky is – he takes his shirt off once. And then suddenly it's back on, but it's back off when he's playing poker. It's back on again. And now when he's trying to rape somebody, he's like, I'm keeping my pants on and my shirt on. I'm just going to pop my dick out through, you know, the, the the fly of my jeans. That's very dangerous if you're trying to bang somebody. Yeah. And Ricky's trying to bang somebody, but he sees Gloria is obviously afraid and disgusted. She fought back on him. Yeah. Yeah, she actually kicks out of it and starts punching and kicking him, and Alex is disgusted by it, but he freshens her up and puts her back on the ottoman and it's like, put the spurs to her, Doc. Let's go. And that's when, yeah, Ricky is just like, Alex, Alex, I, I can't do it. She's afraid. She's like a flapping fish. I don't know what to and do. And Alex is like, that's the best kind of sex is when they're afraid. You oh. ever choked abroad? And just as he's about to slap some sense into Ricky. Well, Alex is sitting on the other side of the room. He's waiting for the show to happen. But (laughs) Ricky can't take the tension that is being thrust upon him. Like the overwhelming. He's got the stage fright and everything. He can't rape an afraid. (laughs) He can only rape a woman who's not afraid. Jesus Christ. He uh, apparently is into the Cosby style of raping. So... He's Alex is just assaulting him with, with what's supposed to be inspiration, but it's not inspiring at all. Finally, Al, Ricky turns around. Shut up, Alex! Shut up! And then you just see Alex's mouth just drop. What? What did you say to me, Ricky? Is all I've done for you? Alex? What all Alex has done for you? He starts going third person. You know when Alex is losing his grip, because he starts talking to himself in third person. Right. He's like, do I need to show you how to do it? Is that what I got to do? Your old buddy Alex? I got to show you? Lisa, he grabs Lisa. He's going to show him. Yeah. And he's got her just by – she doesn't have long hair. So he's got <laughs> – he's using just the, uh, the index and the thumb to kind of pull at her hair. And he's trying to do this masculine, like force her to go down on him while he's standing there. And Lisa – because she loves playing these mind games with Alex. God, I'm burping. Sorry, y'all. Um, she loves playing these mind games with Alex. So she looks around at everybody in the room, and they're all, like, sharing the same, like, stony look at her. And then she turns back over to Alex, and she smiles and just goes down all on her own and starts unzipping. And then she's looking up at him with, her, with the fucking teeth flashing, like, <laughs> I'm ready, big boy. Let's Let's get this on. But then it's like you hear the zipper go down. You're looking over at Ricky, who suddenly you hear his jeans tighten. Because I think he's a little more into Alex, you know. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But as soon as, like, Lisa goes in to get his dick out, he slaps her away and says something. I didn't catch what he said there. I don't know. All I know is that Glenda, that's, like, her move to make a break for it. So she runs and hits the lights. I love that this whole house powered by one light switch. Because she yeah. flipped one. Yeah. And the whole house goes out. Yeah. That's so how that- rich people's houses. They're only on one circuit breaker. <laughs> and so Alex is like looking for her in the dark. She's trying to sneak away. He breaks a bottle. So he's got a broken bottle in his hand. Hands it to Ricky and goes, watch these twats. 
<laughs> and he looks at Howard as he says it. And then he goes looking for Glenda. Glenda's yeah. kind of sneaking around. She finally makes it to the front door. And she's about to go out. He's like, ah, I don't think so. He's got his straight razor out. Goes up to her. Exposes her breasts again. Yep. This is, that's his move with Glenda. It is. That's, he's like, you, Caressing. Go a, you gotta go see a doctor. This is, I see a lump here. Oh, he's sick older? Yeah. And he's like, you should, you should apologize to me. But so, yeah, so he, he shut it down. They're not escaping. And... He returns with Glenda into the living room, and, you know, Tom, he's trying to figure out some other way to distract this whole scene because we've seen uh, in the interim while, you know, Alex was working over Glenda is that Gloria, Gloria Gloomberg, Gloomberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. wait, Goldberg, anyways, uh, she's looking at that very 70s phone, and then she looks at Ricky, and then she looks at the phone again. And so Tom realizes she's trying to get to the phone, and so he's like, I got to make a distraction. So he picks up a chair and just, like, flips it over onto the liquor cart, and that pisses Alex off so much. Because that was some top-shelf liquor he'd ruined. Yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. So this scene is brutal and fucking amazing, too, because you never see somebody, like, deliver these blows like Alex does. He pummels Tom and then grabs him by that wispy blonde hair and just repeatedly slams his face into the poker table like 20 times yeah and the other thing that really shocked me because you'd never see it he worked the kidneys he had him bent over that table and he was just (laughs) punching the fuck out of his kidneys you never see that shit alex is a street fighter yeah he knows how to really fuck somebody up he's like you think the american healthcare system is gonna help you well he's rich so i'll be fine i'll have the top care but he's just Bashing his face nonstop. And this isn't a turnbuckle, people. This is a table, so it's not padded. And he's like, boom, boom. And Gloria is like, stop it. Well, Gloria's trying to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) So they hear her, yeah, there's trouble here, down at the glass cabin on the park. She went into Shatner. I don't know. And so Tom hears that, and he runs over, and he, Tom, Alex, and he backhands Gloria, gives her a fresh one across the face. And then he's just, like, breathing heavily, but he's distracted again because he sees Lisa going upstairs. So he's like, fuck, Ricky, 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 take the bottle. Keep these rich cunts down here. Oh, excuse me, twats. (laughs) You guys are offended by twats, but not cunt. Keep these twats down here. So Ricky, looking nervous, he's like, okay, Alex, I'll keep them down here. Follows uh, Lisa up to uh, up the room, and she's just sitting in a chair, isn't she? No, she was trying to get out. Of, okay. There's like a balcony sliding glass door that she was yeah. trying to get out, and Alex Kors walks in and is like, oh, where did you think you're going? Why, do, why don't you go have a seat? And then she sits herself down in the chair. He sits himself down on the bed, and uh, you know she's like, I'm not having any fun tonight. The fun is over, or maybe it's just about to begin. All right. Take it off. All right, everybody. This is uh, this is a scene. Um, forty-five minutes long. You get to see a lot of. You get to see it Hess. Was longer than uh, John DeHart's hot tub scene. Yes, it, long it good was. call. There was there was this romantic of music too. That's the weird part. 
Not yeah. quite not quite as uh, from the heart, like a Chanda heart. Yeah, if starting over was playing, then, well, I, w- I would say this isn't a rape because <laughs> nobody can not want to fuck. This would really over. be some Clockwork Orange-level psychology, you know, like mind fuckery if that was playing. But it wasn't. But it was very... This half- is very uh, Harlequin romance rape. Like that kind... Like the... like Like... Revenge of the Nerds, like no, it's okay this is like this is like a, this it. is like there are women who have rape fantasy, and I think this is the kind of fantasy they have, like Harlequin romance. Like there's some fucking this director know. definitely thinks that you you could just fuck a woman and she'll like it. Yeah, there, it definitely is a no means yes type scenario. Yeah, it is 100. percent They kind of like no, no, but they really want it kind of R- thing, right? And that's kind of the vibe we're getting off of this scene. It's a very bizarre. Yeah, scene like, and then like you said, we had the weird music playing. It's such a bizarre scene. So Alex is sitting on the bed. He's taking his shirt off. We see his nice dad flab, just rocking all out there. He tells a nice, you know, Velcro worthy joke, but we're not going to add any humor to this scene because it's brutal. And he's just like, take him off. Well, that's that's the weird thing. It's brutal because it's not. It's bizarre. <laughs> you're like, is this a, like you're acting, you're like, wait, wait, wait. Is this, is this a legit sex scene? Like, what's going on in this scene? I because I, yeah, she obviously is being raped, but it's like it's not violent. It's, it's like because uh, there's there there's more to get into later. There's more yeah. to get into later. And so you're like, okay, well, maybe she's just going with it. She doesn't want him to. Maybe she's worried he's going to kick her ass. Like, I don't know. So Alex has a very particular way he likes a woman to undress for him. He's like, okay, first, without taking anything else off, take off your bra. Under the shirt, over the top, take that off. Okay, good. All right, now take your undies off. But don't take anything else off, just undies. Then throw them to my left. If you throw them to my right, I swear to God, take your left. My right! It's my right. So Not he, your right, because she's throwing it stage left. Yeah, yeah, stage left. God, I can never remember my stage directions. Ugh. Stage Northwest. Oh, man. And so, of course, like Murray. <laughs> sorry to compare you to Alex. Uh, he's, he's like, address everything. And then she starts taking the garters off and everything. Goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. That stays on. And yeah. the shoes stay on, yeah, too. That was pretty hot. I'll give him that. Oh, jeez. The rape was, and I'm just saying. So she's sitting there. She like kind of goes into the uh, the what do they call it? The fertile stage where you curl up in a ball. The fertile stage. <laughs> <laughs> the fetal position. The fetal position. The fertile stage. Oh uh. God, my vocabulary is fascinating, even to me. Uh, so she balls up on the little chair that she's in, and he just goes over and plucks her like a little baby. Yeah, it's weird. And then tosses her onto the bed, and she, like, throws her arms back. And, yeah, we see some hastic. We see a lot of the Hank Hill pelvis yeah, penetration. Yeah, this, like, this covers her like a, like, like a blanket. He's just, like, engulfing her. Yeah. Yeah, oh. And she's fighting it a little. This is why it was so weird, because she fights it a little bit, and then she just gives in. Right. So it's that weird, kind of like I said, that Harlequin romance rape. Right, because uh, the first time I watched this was on YouTube, and they didn't have this full scene. And so I watched it just a little earlier. I got the full scene. Like, she flips him over and gets on top for a while, and she's still, like, grinding it out and everything. I was like... With the music, with her facial expressions, I was like, "What? The, what is happening here?" It's a very bizarre scene. Yeah, it is. So and they finish up, and he's like, "You want a cigarette?" No, 
that was disgusting. And she gets up and she gets her clothes on and she's trying to usher herself back downstairs. Meanwhile, Ricky's downstairs. He tells Glenn to turn the lights on. Lisa returns and she's just like, I need a stiff drink. Well, yeah, because Alex comes down and he's got a a bottle of Jack Daniels. And he's like taking swigs off it and everything. And yeah, Lisa is just like, I think I've earned myself a stiff drink. And then Alex like, yeah, you did. Yeah, he's beside himself because he's like, I couldn't tell if you were into it or not. Like, (laughs) you're so hot and cold with me. He's turned into like like a childhood romance. He's like, oh, I couldn't figure it out. And he's like, she's got more balls than you, Tom. I just banged your fucking girlfriend. She was a real good lay, by the way. And and she, he's like, she's got more balls than you. And then fucking Lisa hits him with a sick burn. She's like, you know, you you want to have balls? You need balls up here first. He points to her head, and he's like, yeah, I think you're kind of right, but I also think you're kind of like a dyke. Mm. So why don't you just make out? Because I think you didn't enjoy sex with me enough. You, Alex, sex is the best sex. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, there must be something gay about you. So why don't you make out with your friend over there? Yeah, because he's looking around. And he's like, who should you bang next? You got balls and everything. And she lo- he looks down at Howard and he's like, that fucking mongoloid down there. Looks over at Tom. Tom ain't got no balls. Looks over at Ricky. We know about Ricky. Gloria, nah. And he's like, oh, right, Glenda. Why don't you show us something with Glenda? And again, this is another scene that got very weird edit because Lisa goes and sits down next to Glenda and just starts, like, putting her hands on her face and then just, like, pecking her cheek. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was very weird. But then again, you got to think about the times, like how taboo, like, that shit was like 40 years ago probably so yeah just having a woman peck each other that was as far as you could go i think and alex is loving it he goes throws an arm over tom's shoulder tom's makeup by the way right now with his like fucked up face and it's fantastic tom again i've seen his facial reactions all throughout this movie at no point does he look scared at all like he just seems to be like <laughs> What are you going to do? Shrugs his shoulders. Right. Is is he on something? Is he on Quaaludes? What is he on where he's just like, well, any day above ground is a good day to me. I mean, is this a relative of John DeHart? Because he is just like, <laughs> we're going to live to see another flow. day. Let's go with the flow. So, well, as long as he's not getting raped, I think he's okay. You know. So just... Alex throws an arm over his shoulder, and sh- he's just throwing F-bombs after <laughs> F-bomb on it. He's like... You would probably like something like this, being being one of them gays and all. It's like, wait, <laughs> do gays enjoy two women having sex? You think that'd be the Alex doesn't know what he's talking. About. He's just he's going with the flow. He's feeling he's feeling it. He's definitely loving and the just show. Just as about some shit's gonna go down, the doorbell rings. It's Cindy, the friend that I guess lives in the cabin next door. And so they have, I think they have Gloria go, like, answer the door. Yeah, he picks up Gloria, and he turns the corner to see. And, of course, it's a glass door, so they can see right out it. Right. And it's a it's another young, attractive woman. Yeah. So Tom, you know, or, pff, Tom, Alex tells Gloria, why don't you go answer the door? Don't fucking tell her anything. <laughs> Open it up. Let her in. Cindy comes in and she's like, "Where's where's your like, boyfriend? Oh, he doesn't want to come to the party. He's a lame ass." 
And then Alex steps out into the aisleway. So he's presenting in front of Cindy here. And Cindy sees him just done talking about her boyfriend. And she's like, who is that hot fucking piece of ass right there? Eyes light up. She literally goes out and starts making out with Alex. Like She just she, met him. She goes right up and goes into a full-on barbarian cover of a novel, grasps his leg, and is just like, her clothes just start disintegrating off of her. She is so fucking into Alex. And... Alex, of course, he's used to women throwing themselves at him. Which is, why does he rape people then? I don't get it. It's that sick thing. You always want what you can't have. Right. He's full-on yeah. narcissist. Yeah. So while that's going on, Gloria just makes this fuck it. And she just runs out the door. And it's like, Ricky, take care of that. He, yeah. He grabs like like. Uh, he still got the, the broken bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still got the broken bottle. So he goes chasing after her. And, uh, yeah, we got... Alex with Cindy now when he's taking her inside. He's like, I've already seen everything everybody's got here. So, you know, we're going to start seeing what you got for the show. So Ricky's chasing Gloria and he catches up with her. And just he thinks he's going to do something I, like a blind man with a seeing eye dog just happens to be walking by because they're like near the street. And he like freaks out. He's like, holy shit. Maybe you'll see. And then Gloria runs again, runs away from him. Right, and Ricky is trying to calm her down, and he's got the bottle in his hand. He throws it away. I'm not trying to hurt you. I just think you have the greatest gold bloom face I've ever seen. I just want to love you. She runs in like a greenhouse or something? I have no idea where she runs to. I, I thought it was somebody's backyard. I, I think she runs into a greenhouse because it, like it was like a glass house kind of thing. We're going to say a greenhouse. And she, like, hides in there. He finds her. And he's like, I, I don't want to hurt you, right? I just want to make love to you. I and love that song. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to make love so, to you. Gloria's wheels are turning. She's like, how can I make this work for me? Like, this guy. So we're reading the scene the same way. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like. Okay, maybe if I pretend I like this guy, he'll help me. You know, he'll help my friends. Yeah, so she's like, I think you're a great guy, Ricky. Really, and she and then she she hits him with the greatest compliment of all time. Your shirt is nice, and really? we we all know that shirt's dog shit. Yeah, it's ugly. So she leans in, gives him a little peck on the cheek. He's he already came. He's like. <laughs> And so then we cut back to Alex got Cindy. He's already got her laid out on the couch. She's got she's got a fucking Seinfeld shirt on. He's just slicing it up. Yep, just little bits at a time. He loves the tease game, right? And then he starts singing this sea shanty about a, a Cindy. Oh, Cindy, <laughs> you came and you teased and you mocked me. He's singing Barry Manilow. <laughs> so I cut off your blow. So Cindy. Yeah, and he's just like making circles around her nipple with the fucking blade. Yeah, it's brutal shit. It and she's just ter- great acting for Cindy. She's terrified, you know. Well, come on. If you have fucking David Hess breathing <laughs> heavily, waving a knife in front of you. <laughs> well, she was into it like five minutes ago. It wasn't until the, the knife came out. That <laughs> it's she, a good point. Well, that was acting. This is no longer <laughs> acting. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, we get another bizarrely romantic rape that happens between Gloria and Ricky. Oh, They're God. They're naked. It's definitely, I, I mean, maybe it's not rape, but it's definitely 
un- it's it's sex under hostile conditions for sure, because she's trying to get Ricky under her on like on her side, right. right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So she flashes a nipple, and again, you 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 see more smear in the jeans. And I don't know why the director wanted to show that Ricky was smearing his jeans. Or cream in the jeans, as people would say. <laughs> but then uh, she's like, get that messy dick out. Let's let's get this going. Oh, they God. do it. And that's it. We're going to not even go into it. So we cut back to Alex. And he he's, the shirt's just in shreds now. It's fucking like Hulk Hogan. She rips it off. Yeah. And he tells her to take the rest of her clothes off. She's got jeans on and some boots. So she strips down to her underwear. And he's just like fondling her body. I believe this is where he's stood her up. And he's like sitting on the uh, coffee table. He's She's just got her underwear on right now. Yeah. And he's like slipping, just like touching her and feeling she's her. She's like super tiny. Too. She is tiny, yeah. yeah. And he's just like feeling her up and everything. Everybody just sitting in the living room watching, watching, and watching. And he's Tom got, keeps looking at this drawer where there's like a gun. He keeps trying to get to it. So that was see, the first spoiler alert we've had. Yeah, yeah. You keep seeing him like this, watch looking, trying to get that. Yeah, but. we read eyes. Everybody, sorry, we jumped the gun on that one. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, and so he's feeling up uh, Cindy in front of everybody. He slips a hand down her underwear, and he just goes, "Oh, you're a virgin." Oh, that's beautiful. I knew that boyfriend of yours was a geek. And that's when he starts overhearing something outside. And he's like, what the fuck is this ruckus? And Ricky shows up with great, look, look, Alex. They're they're outside talking, not whispering, talking at a level 10 voice. I can't turn on Alex. He's my best friend. He will change. All I have to do is tell him that you put out for me and he will Change his ways. I know him. Alex hears that because they're screaming <laughs> at each other. So he opens the door and says, get in here, you mooks. And <laughs> Mook? <laughs> and he's like, look what I got here, Ricky, a virgin. I'm going to have her first, of course. But you get the sloppy sex. No, he wanted Ricky because Are he, you sure about that? Yes, 100%. Okay. Because he felt like Ricky was getting away from him. Oh, okay. Smart and also, move, he, right, he just fucking blew a load in Lisa. So he's probably got to give it a few more minutes. <laughs> he is an older man. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fucking, I guess Ricky can't do it because he's a chump. Well, Ricky again he's after. Like, let's, let's go. He's he's telling Alex, Alex, I just made it. <laughs> he's ha- he he struggles to get that word out. Made it because I don't know. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I just made it with Gloria. It was amazing. Can I tell you all about her right now in front of everybody? Well, first off, she show, buddy, another time. Right now, I got a virgin over here. And I, I gotta tell you, I'm a little, I'm a little tired right now. I want you to take first dibs. And then he's like, "No, Alex, I think we gotta leave. I think we've had enough fun." And that just infuriates Alex. So he grabs Ricky by the balls, and they're not no longer blue. He had sex. Yeah. And he heads over to Cindy, 
And he just takes all his anger at Ricky out on Cindy and just starts slashing the fuck out of her with that straight razor. And Ricky, yeah, did you want to add more to that? No. Oh, okay. You were just gesturing. (laughs) I was like, shit, Murray wants to really get into the details here. (laughs) No, he's just slicing her body up. Yeah. And Ricky comes over. Alex, you're going too far. It's like that girl from last year. And I'm like, oh. We're going to go into a flashback or something, right? We're going to see, like, this horrible trauma he's unleashed on some other woman? But, no, that's that, we get left there. Ricky comes in and tries to pull uh, pull off Alex from poor old Cindy. And, and Alex just lashes out with the back end. Ah! And he slices fucking uh, uh, he's Alex up- from, from taint to taste. The Dude. Gordon <laughs> he fucking went full blind fury on her. Or on him, excuse yeah. me. And then Alex is like, oh, he's just shocked. Yeah. He's like, ah! he's like laying on the ground. Slices right through that Cosby sweater. <laughs> it's a Cosby sweater. And Alex is just like. What did you make me do? He totally blames fucking yes, Ricky. Yes. They call they they they're, they're trying to break us up, man. It's always been you and me. Always. And he's like, and then we see Al, uh, Ricky's just slowly dying. He's like trying to caress. Uh, he his is. Face. He's, t- he's his hands. Like we don't even see the blood out of him because his apparently uh, bejeweled Cosby sweater has been cut <laughs> over. He's just reaching his hand underneath it. He was cut somehow, but the sweater was barely harmed. Because that I, was a really deep cut. But you yeah. think he would just slice them and it'd be no big deal. It right, was, he's right. Like, he somehow cut him so <laughs> deep that it like guts set, are yeah. Out. But Ricky's just like reaching into his sweater and pulling out blood and touching it all over Alex's face. He can't say a thing, so he's just. <sighs> <sighs> They're trying to turn us against each other. They did this. Every's blaming everybody in the room but himself. The projection happening here. And he's just like, Alex is, then uh, Ricky dies, and Alex is just ready to kill everybody in this room. But when he turns around, Tom's standing there with that gun that we were talking about. Yep. And he's like, oh, by the way, you know that girl you raped in the park the other day? That's my sister. Oof. I set all this shit up. All the, all the, per- and we're gonna, we're gonna make it look like self defense. Yeah. So the question me and Griff have was everybody in on this? Like, was Glenda and Howard in on this? Everybody in the house. Cindy was the only one not in on. I'm it. assuming Lisa was. I know Lisa that. Lisa hundred percent was in on it. But like, are you really? Is that you're a great fucking friend? If you're willing to risk getting the shit kicked out of you, getting raped, possibly murdered, yeah, just for this revenge plan, it's nuts. Like this is, I mean, their level of psychotic behavior is <laughs> off the charts too. Because they're right. just like, no, we're gonna lure them in. I've got three three of my attractive young friends to come here and lure them into a se- false sense of security. They thought, because I don't remember if we got into it, there was a scene earlier where they were like, oh, I think it was when uh, Ricky was first going at Gloria, and they were like, put some music on for my friend Ricky here to rape your friend Gloria. And Tom goes over, and he's trying to put on music, but he realizes the good music's in the drawer over here. And Al says, no! I already rifled through yours. I know that the good music is. Don't go through that drawer. Jim Danny's hot and nasty will work perfectly fine for this. Perfectly, yeah. Yeah. 
So there's been a lot of like alluding to this this drawer and like the gun in the drawer, and now it's all kind of coming together. And you know, Tom is apparently thought that it was going to be easy peasy. Well, that's the arrogance of the rich people. They just think they can do whatever they want. We're getting back know? into class warfare yeah. though. The arrogance of the rich people. We're smarter than like, everybody. Nobody. It's like it's like Trump. Nobody can touch me. Right. I have money. So I'm smarter than everybody because right. money equals smart. Even if it's inherited money, I'm yeah. still somehow smart. And he definitely it. was a fucking uh, uh, what, 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 what do they call that? Rich kid punk. Yeah, rich kid punk. That's definitely <laughs> what I was going for. I don't know. Meanwhile, Cindy's in the fertile uh, position. trust fund child. She's in the fertile position. As Griff would say, like cowering <laughs> because she's the one fucking victim. Like she knew nothing. She's like, I just came over for a party, dude. She's gonna have the hardest time going in a defecation tank. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with all those slashes on her body. Oh yeah, that's right. All that shit's and gonna get in there. So now the tables have turned, mm. and Tom just starts picking fucking uh, um, uh, Alex off. He shoots him in the thigh first. Yeah, and he's slowly telling him, "I set all this up, all for the purpose of claiming self-defense. You came in, you beat the shit out of me. So I was like, okay, so part of your plan was he was gonna beat you, possibly rape people." <laughs> Like, they rape you. We don't know what Galax is capable of. Right. So it's like, I needed to get your evidence <laughs> in this place. So it was like, was Lisa supposed to fuck him? Yes, I think so. And get his... That's a great girlfriend who'll do that for you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe her and Susan were really tight, but... I'm not surprised the guy from Cannibal... The, who made Cannibal Corpse. Holocaust. Cannibal Corpse is a death metal band. <laughs> oh, right. Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> The guy who made Cannibal Holocaust is trying to like write his own Columbo who done it by having a rapist fucking ejaculate in a woman who takes that to the cop and goes, Bleh! evidence. That would be so great if Columbo showed up. That would have made this movie so much better. Excuse me. Wait, there was a line. There was a line that I thought you were going to love. Uh, they talk about Cephalus? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a you guy? Yeah. I, I forget, but I, yeah, they didn't it's mention like, t- It's like Kojak, Savalas. right? Yeah, it's Kojak. Okay. because the Kojak. Yes, it's Kojak. Because I, I think it was when uh, Howard came after him. He tossed him <laughs> aside. He's like, this isn't like the Kojaks. <laughs> the Kojaks. <laughs> so Tom just starts picking him off, shoots him, and then we get the longest death scene in movie history, I think. It, it was so long. Because uh, Alex falls through the sliding glass window. He's staggering around, falls into the pool. The table's a turn. Now he's in Howard's position. Yes. So Howard takes the gun, and he shoots. Elisa uh, gets a first. Shoots Elisa? Yeah, Everybody gets a turn. Everybody gets a turn. Lisa gets a second turn. And then so I then, mean, she took a fucking load for the crew. <laughs> yeah, well, she deserves it. I'm not saying she's not. And so then Howard shoots, and he like goes to uh, Gloria. You want a shot? And she's like, No, no, no. There's been enough. Like, I'm not going to shoot anybody. Yeah. And then Tom's like, Well, actually, I, we we need to get our story straight. I shot him. Okay, you know, I know it's fun. And while that's going on, we see he's just like struggling. He's swimming in the water, and he's. Great facials by Hess in this scene. He's just- yeah. Howard, of course, uh, he sings back this Cindy song. Oh, Cindy. I won't go through the whole song. <laughs> like Cindelini. <laughs> and then we just see him doing the, the literal dead man's float. He's just floating in the water. Cut to the cut to the uh, credits. No, right? they go. They, we go into the office with Tom and Lisa. Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. And there's this whole scene where they're reflecting on it all. <laughs> 
And they're like, was this worth it? I yeah. Mean, like, and then Tom says to Lisa, like a total fucking dweeb. <laughs> Tom says to Lisa, I think you liked it. She got fucking <laughs> raped. And he's like, I think you liked it. Yeah, I think they're trying to set up a sequel. I think the sequel is going to be like these guys to do these sick games. Uh, I'm pretty sure the sequel is 10 to midnight and Tom grows up to be the fucking murderer. Yeah, okay. Go, go check out that episode. That's one of our very first ones. 10 to midnight was that early? Yeah, we did that a long time ago. God damn, really? Shit, we're 176 episodes in. Murray, I want to just say this movie could do for like – I feel like a lot of horror is ruined when they try to show you too much instead of just like allowing the theater of the mind. Like, I think you can remake this movie if you just don't do the rape scenes. You allude to it. Can you even do that nowadays? Can you allude rape? Uh, well, it was weird because I think rape's off the table, but for some reason, torture is more prevalent in movies now. Like, there was a whole like. I don't know now. Maybe the, the genre. Well, yeah, no. It's died out Thanks lately. to 9-11. We're cool. Waterboard everybody. Yeah, but you like movies like Hostel and all that shit. Like, so we're more into like gleefully torturing people. And as long as penetration doesn't happen? Yes. As long as there's no like nipples showing, you can do whatever you want. Oh, as long as it's not sexually uh, yeah. in, uh, like encouraged torture. If it's just torture for the fuck's sake of torturing somebody, it's right. cool. If it's just torture for the glee of seeing someone in pain. What the fuck? Okay. I mean... I don't know. That, I don't know how you compare the two. Obviously, we're I'm not, not a fan to. of that genre. That's why I didn't. I didn't watch the hostile movies. But yeah, know. no, I'm not into that at all. But uh, yeah, I, I was uh, against Gitmo Bay. Conscientious objector to Gitmo Bay. I think a lot of projector. Projector, isn't that objector? Objector. You object to it. You don't project to it. What is? Pro- <sighs> I'm all over the place today. Yeah, well, we're we're all over the end right now. Because well, it's okay, Murray. We we don't have a guest on. Yeah, this well, has only yeah. been like an hour and twenty minutes. This is this is free time to talk to reflect <laughs> on this movie. We haven't been what able to reflect on a movie in forever. Yeah, because we've been doing three hour episodes for the past five weeks. Uh so David S. Amazing as a creep. Best creep in movie history. Easily the best creep. Just know if somebody invites you over and they say, yeah, David Hess in this movie, you're going to see some raping. Yeah. And just like we don't like the torture movies, if you don't want to see people get raped, don't watch a David Hess movie because there's going to be rape. Yes. He's the crown prince of rape. He's got a beautiful crown. Like I said at the beginning, they specifically got him because he was so good at being a creepy rapist in Last House on the Left. Yeah. This movie was made for him. Right. I, um, I, this is right before I feel like horror got kind of cartoony, too. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street's great and everything, but it kind of got cartoony. Like, this, this feels uh, grittier and more real. And you don't, you don't identify with the, the killers. That was always my, I think, like, 80s, it, it, there was this weird shift where now you identify with the killer. You used in the 70s, you identified with the victims. Oh, really? Because, yeah. like... It, what are you it, talking it, about? Everybody loves Jason and Freddy, and, like, they root for those guys now. Like, well, well, yeah, but now it's... Nobody ever roots for the victims in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But when I was younger, I didn't get it. There's always, like, the one character in those movies that you do identify with. You're like, oh, this person needs to find their way out of this group. There's always the... Well, Ricky was awful, but there's always like the character you're like, oh shit, I hope they get out of there, 
Or maybe sometimes they throw you a curve and give you two characters, and then you lose one of them. You're like, fuck, I lost that person. I really hope Jennifer gets out of this. So, I mean, but but yeah, there's no one to identify with here. So I feel I feel like those movies give you something on the victim side. I don't think so. I think it was all about the villains and their wisecracks. I mean, wisecracks. Yeah, we thought we like. Well, Jason you, didn't have wisecracks. Well, talk, but I'm talking about Freddy. That was Freddy's appeal. Was yeah. you, you know, love to torture and kill people, and Freddy, hundred like, percent, and we're rooting for him. But it's not like Hellraiser did that or Pinhead. Or... They did. No, they did. I mean, they weren't wisecracking, but they were like more. Uh, they were kind of wisecracking, but it's not like over the top like Freddy. Oh, was, okay. You know, it was like a little. They're British. They're a little more subtle. Oh, bit, that was know? a British movie. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, the the, the Cinnabites, I think, were all British actors. Wasn't it very sexual too? Wasn't the whole Hellraiser thing about? Yeah, like, was... I mean, I think I think the Clive Barker <laughs> books were probably a little more. It was all about it's based on a book. It was all yeah, Clive Barker. It was all. Uh, the, uh, is that a sexual thriller? S and M, BDSM type shit, kind of to the extreme. So it's a sexual thriller. I guess. I mean, no. I think what they what. Well, we're gonna do a fucking Nazi movie now because <laughs> everyone's gonna love this episode. So I think I think we figured out how All to right. do it. All right. I think it's a good time to send everybody off. Do we? we what do we need to set up? We're well. We're gonna. We're gonna after this movie. We're gonna have some fun next week. We're gonna do a fun movie. We're gonna do a vampire movie. So vampires are known. To, they don't. They can't rape because they're so charming Their that everybody wants to they're fuck dead. them. Wait, vampire dicks don't work. Yeah, they don't work. Anna Rice has been lying to me. Yeah, she's been lying. Vampires are dickless. I think their dicks fall off when they become vampires, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if this is Lycanthropus Chris Field, but I need, I need, I need to know the science. On no, werewolves got big-ass dicks, but it's vampires that are dickless. I feel like that's, that's an adjacent. That's why they were laced and all that frilly shit. I feel like it's an adjacent field. Wait, what? I don't understand that logic at all. Please. Tell us, set no, the, no, no, set no. The, I want to get into this fucking movie. I'm, I, no, that's what I'm asking you to do. Set up this movie. This movie is a classic from the 80s. It has the, as far as I know, the only vampire named Jerry in it. I'm talking about the classic movie Fright Night, starring Roddy McDowell of Class of 1984, and Chris Sarandon. And it's a great movie. I enjoy it very much. And we'll be talking about it next week. And until next week, keep it spooky. Spooky.